In the fourth season finale of The Solo Shot, the clock is ticking for Castian to stop the mining asteroid from becoming a fully operational Death Star. With your location broadcast across the base, no access to the hyperdrive, and a very, very good sniper above you, out of sight, what do you do, Castian? Castian and Laris are hiding behind one of the coolant tanks, the reverberation of the machinery kind of just running through Castian's entire body. Or maybe it's just nerves. He holds onto the lightsaber that Larabee returned to him before casting a glance over towards the downed man. Is this helmet near me? No, it's not. Do I see it? Yes. Castian holds out a hand, and with the force, he's going to pull it towards him as he continues to remain out of sight. Hopefully. You are definitely able to grab hold of the helmet using the force. If you want to go unnoticed, that's going to take a roll. Let's make it a stealth roll. That is an average difficulty. Castian got one success, one advantage, and one dark side and one light side. So he's able to get the helmet without being seen. Absolutely. Laris, I need you to loosen up the coolant pressure gauge here a little bit. I just need some of it leaking out. Uh, uh, of course. Castian is waiting for her to unhook a part of the machine so some of the gas from the coolant starts leaking into this helmet. And after 30 seconds, he nods his head... And then he just throws it all the way up as high as he can. As the helmet flies up, Castian takes aim with his blaster and he starts firing. Ooh. Let's make that a hard roll with one setback die. This is a tricky shot. I'm going to use a destiny point to turn one of my greens into a yellow. And I got three successes, but two threats. Very nice. Now, what was your goal with this? Are you trying to use this as a weapon or is this a cover tactic? First, if it's close to Pips when it explodes, great. Secondly, I want to blind her because she's currently most likely looking for them through a Stormtrooper sniper rifle. And third, if I can't get any of those, Castian wants to at least know where she's at. Maybe this lights some of those shadows up. Well, unfortunately, with only threats and no advantages, you're not going to get anything like a blinded advantage here since usually that'd be a quality that requires advantages to activate. But with your three successes, you hear her cry out and the sound of, of footsteps on a catwalk like she's stumbling backwards. If she was aiming, she's lost that advantage. Do we get a glimpse of where she's at above us? Yes, you get a glimpse of where her boots were, but she has stepped backwards into shadows, so you can't pinpoint. You know where she went. Castian is... Grabbing hold of Larrabee, not sure if he's alive or dead, and he's telling Laris to grab onto the other arm. Larrabee lets out a low moan as Laris struggles to lift him. We throw an arm over each of our shoulders, and then Castian's looking around. Is there any other way they can escape other than where they came from? No. Damn it. They got us boxed in. Uh, Laris, we can't get to the hyperdrive, I don't think. Not with that much stone in our way, but... If we destroy the machinery around here, would, would that bring us out of hyperspace? Yes. Good, good. In 3.4 hours. Oh, uh, Larby, Larby. And Castian is like pressing him against like the wall. And he's kind of like shaking him to see if he's awake. <sighs> How long until we reach the planet? When do we exit hyperspace? Uh, I don't know. 30 minutes? Okay, clearly we can't turn off the coolant. Is there another way into the hyperdrive access here? We need to shut down the engines. No, only one entrance. Is there any other option that we can do to, to bring us out of hyperspace or just stop this entire thing? Destruct. Castian looks towards Larrabee. Destruct. Auto-destruct sequence of the, the- they have one in the base. Where can we locate it? Larrabee is definitely starting to fade. Larrabee, come on, stay with me. Where do I turn on the auto-destruct sequence here? Sit, sit, sit room. Situation room. Is there a password? Do you, who has the password, Larrabee? Belt, satchel. Castian looks down and sees if, if he's wearing a belt. He is. Uh, he opens it up and starts pulling out whatever he can find. You find a stim pack 
couple sticks of gum and a data stick. Laris notices the data stick immediately, of course. Sir, I could be incorrect, but judging by the design of that data stick, considering the age of this base and its propulsion systems and- Laris, get to the point. Most likely that is a command override data stick. Shh! Larry. Larry, we're going to get you out of here, okay? We're going to get you onto the ship and, and, and I'm going to blow this whole thing up. I'll give your friends time to escape. Larrabee is non-responsive. Castian lowers him down to the ground and presses his finger to his neck to check for a pulse. No. Castian takes at least just a few seconds before mumbling, Thank you, Larrabee. You saved an entire world. He stands up before turning to grab Laris' arm, and they are moving back the way they came, heading towards that machine room that they originally climbed into. All the while, Castian is speaking, trying to lay out a plan as quickly as possible before they start running into Imperial stormtroopers. Okay, we don't have a lot of time, so we need to split up. Laris, I need you to get back to the ship. I do not need you to, to to slice into the computer system. If this is a command override key, all I need to do is insert it into place and it should do the rest. Sir, what if I am incorrect and it is not a command override stick? It is possible that it is merely an engineering code. It could be the menu in the mess hall. These are the cards being played to me. And you know what? I'm just going to have to take a moment to have faith in Larrabee and his sacrifice in the Force and say that if Larrabee says this was the key that could get me into the auto-destruct sequence of this base, this will be the key. But I cannot bring you with me and keep you safe. I need to move fast. And frankly, anyone at this point would slow me down. I need you to get back to the ship. Once I set the auto-destruct, I'll be running like a hawk bat out of hell back to you. If I'm not back on the ship 20 seconds after... We exit hyperspace. You need to leave. Do you understand me? Sir. Laris, I would really love to, to have an emotional moment with you right now, and we could confess a lot of feelings that we've been holding in, but I don't have time. In fact, to punctuate that, there is a sniper blast. Castian pulls her down and then activates his lightsaber. I need you to move quickly as possible. There should be an ore elevator not too far from here. They, they always have them in the, this deep into the mines. Find it, get to the ship, get it started. Do you understand me? Yes, sir. Go! And Castian stands up and waves his lightsaber towards the direction where that sniper blast came at him. And he's looking for Pips. Pips is standing above you on the catwalk. Killing your only friend! Not smart! Not a lot of Alderanians left. So did the man who fired the shot on the Death Star. With that, she's going to take a shot directly at you. Okay. And her shot has three successes and two advantages. I believe on a successful hit, you get to do reflect before we calculate any damage. When I'm hit by a ranged attack while wielding a lightsaber, I can suffer three strain to reduce the damage by three because of reflect. Which makes the damage ten. <laughs> And it also ignores one point of soak. She did seven points of damage to me. And Castian is going to use Force Chip as a maneuver, which he can. And then he's going to bring his lightsaber down on her. And does she have any melee defense? She does have one melee defense. I got one advantage, two successes, and a triumph as I bring my lightsaber down on her. Very nice. So how much damage do you do? Castian does nine points of damage to her. So that definitely hurt, especially because with a triumph, you get to inflict a critical injury. Roll a d100 for me, please. I got a 97. Yikes. One limb is impaired until healed or replaced. What limb have you crippled? Not only does Castian just slice her down the front, but as she falls to the ground, Castian brings his foot down onto her primary arm, dislocating it at the shoulder. Ouch. And then he looks down at her with his lightsaber inches from her face. And in the reflected aqua glow of your lightsaber, you see the look of a zealot. This is someone who is not going to back down. Stand down, Pips. 
please stand down. You see the fingers on her left hand twitch. She is an accomplished sniper, an accomplished soldier, but you were an elite agent. You have the peripheral vision. You see that she is about to reach for her sidearm. Her sniper rifle is not going to work at this range, but her light blaster at her side absolutely would. Castian just locks eyes with her for a good 10 seconds. And just as Castian says, don't, she reaches for it. He strikes her down. At that range with a lightsaber, you don't have to roll for it. Castian closes his eyes, shakes his head. Castian doesn't have time to stick around and mourn what he just did, so he's just reaching down and taking her stormtrooper belt and then throwing it over his shoulder, and he's running towards the darkness, casting a glance to see if Laris, during this fight, took her opportunity to run. You don't see Laris. May the force be with you, Laris. And with that, Castian's running into a tunnel, trying to navigate using the sounds his history of being in a asteroid mine, trying to find where an elevator or turbo lift could be located. And with that history, you're able to find one. It is an old ore elevator, something that likely hasn't been used in decades. Castian runs up to the controls and turns it on. Nothing happens. Oh, Castian takes a deep breath, tries to calm himself. And then he drops down in front of the panel, pries it open, and he's going to try to use whatever he has on him to power this thing. Maybe it needs a battery. Maybe it just needs some new wiring, or maybe it needs to be just hot wired. Whatever he can do, he's just trying to get this thing to turn on one last time. Well, let's make this a mechanics roll. Difficulty? This is going to be a hard roll. With a setback die, because you don't necessarily have all of the right components at hand to do this work. Okay. I got a threat and a success. Okay. With that success, you hear the machinery groan and strain as rusted gears are forced to move for the first time in ages. Castian falls down to his butt as this thing shakes and rattles his entire body. And as this thing slowly begins rising up, hopefully going towards the base proper, Castian is going to take this time to heal some strain and also use some of those stim packs that he was able to recover. All right, so give me either a discipline or a cool check, whichever works best for you. Each success will recover one strain. There's no difficulty for this. I got four successes and five advantages, so my strain is good. Great. I'm going to use the first stim pack from Larrabee. And is there another stim pack in the belt that I took from Pips? Yes. Then I'll use both of them to bring me back to full health. Castian closes his eyes as he feels the painkillers start setting in before he mumbles. All right. I didn't say this was going to be easy. And he's pushing himself to a standing position as this thing continues to climb. Much of your ride in the ore elevator is in darkness. There was no need to light this shaft after all, since it was only ever used to transport materials, not people or even droids. During this ride then, Castian is just kneeling on the ground and he closes his eyes and he's trying to channel the teachings of the Force. And he's just meditating, trying to ignore how slow this thing is going and how close they're getting to leaving hyperspace. As you're meditating, it's also impossible to ignore how loud it is and how likely it is that this could give away your position. The ore elevator finally slows with an uncomfortable screech. There's a door in front of you, a heavy door, but you can hear heavy stormtrooper footsteps on the other side, a lot of them. Castian takes a deep breath before rising up to his feet, his lightsaber out and activated. And he says, there is no emotion. There is peace. There is no ignorance. There is knowledge. There is no passion. There is serenity. There is no chaos. There is harmony. There is no death. The door opens. There is only the force. And as the door opens, 
you see 10 stormtroopers with blasters aimed directly at you, and you hear the footsteps of more approaching from around the corner. And Castian charges. All right. Rather than trying to take out 10 stormtroopers roll by roll, how about we do just one cinematic roll? Fantastic. Very much obliged. So we're going to make this a daunting roll. And it is going to be upgraded once. I will also use my destiny point that I just earned to upgrade one of my greens to a yellow. I got three successes. Very nice. But I also got five threats. Ouch. With three successes and five threats, it is a tough fight. Nabarro didn't choose just run-of-the-mill stormtroopers. These are some of the best, the most highly trained, the most passionate and zealous of them. So they give just as good as they get. And with all of those threats, they're going to get a critical injury in on you. Castian is going to move through this crowd of stormtrooper and blaster fire, almost like a dancer on the Coruscant stage. He spins, he swipes, he leaps, he he jabs. Every part of Castian during this moment is a weapon. He slams into a group of stormtroopers, uses one as a human shield to take on a number of the blast bolts before using him as a wrecking ball. His lightsaber is thrown at one point, connecting into one of the stormtroopers and impaling two of them as the man stumbles back before he pulls it back with the force. He cuts his way, slices his way through this hallway, and he keeps on going, heading for the situation room. You make it to the door of the situation room, but not as quickly as you thought you would. You've been slowing down, and when you look down, you realize that you took a severe blaster hit to your leg. And you are now at the brink which means you are going to take one strain for every action you take. This is a bad hit, maybe even hit an artery. How much damage did I take overall? Four wounds. Castian looks down at his leg, and he just kind of feels like the pain medication he had taken earlier with those stim packs are faltering, and he feels that pain just radiating from his leg and up to his waist and into his heart. But then he just shakes his head before reaching out and tapping the control to the situation room. The door opens. It's not even locked. And standing in front of one of the consoles is Captain Nabarro, completely alone. Castian looks to his left and his right, just trying to evaluate this place before finally turning his attention back to Nabarro. Congratulations are in order. Really? And what are we celebrating, Nabarro? You have exceeded all of my expectations. I respect that. And where are the rest of the party guests? I expected this place to be a little full. You have proven yourself quite adept at cutting your way through my men. I figure there's no need for any further sacrifices on their part. It's impossible to stop me. Nabarro, you care about your people. You cared about Alderaan. You can still be a good man. I am being the man that this galaxy needs. Then this galaxy can do better. And Castian holds up his lightsaber. I assume you know why I'm here and what I plan to do. Pips probably filled you in on Larrabee's... Change of heart. I know enough. Then it comes to this. And he reaches for his hip, where he has what looks to be a blade of his own holstered. Would you like to roll initiative? Castian has no time to delay. I got four successes. I got three successes, and three advantages, and a triumph. Then I believe our friend goes first. And... Nabarro pulls the hilt of a blade from his hip. And for just a moment, it looks like it might be a lightsaber hilt because there's no blade attached to this hilt. But with a flick of his wrist, 
it telescopes outward. And it's a simple staff. And with a battle cry, he comes running for you with his staff raised above his head, taking a solid swing directly at your lightsaber. He's not trying to make contact with you. He rolls one success and three advantages. His staff connects with your lightsaber. And your lightsaber hisses and shorts out. With three advantages, that activates the cortosis quality in his staff, which shorts out your lightsaber for the round. Castian stumbles back. Clearly surprised by this, he's never actually faced off of someone with a cortosis blade. Though with his time in the Inquisition, I'm sure Castian knows of what a cortosis blade is able to do. And without his lightsaber right now, the best thing Castian can do is he's going to activate force leap and jump away with a maneuver just across the room away from this swinging staff. And then he's going to throw his hand out, trying to slam Nabarro into the wall using force move. Okay. Now he does have adversary one, so you need to upgrade the difficulty of this attack by one. And I would say effectively this is a melee attack. And he has one defense for melee. Not a great roll. Castian got two advantages, a failure, two light side, and he also got a triumph. Okay. So he failed, but something good happened out of this. A couple of good things with your advantages. First off, Castian jumps using the force and he comes down hard on his leg. And usually Castian lands very gracefully, but his leg is injured and there's a spurt of blood the moment he lands and he kind of takes a knee. I'm going to use an ability I have using the uh, force crystal in my lightsaber to heal myself one strain. And so I'm giving myself one strain by paying one force point. I'm supposed to be taking one strain for every action. That sort of cancels things out. Castian throws his hand towards Navarro, trying to chuck him into the nearest wall, but it's more of a glancing blow. And instead he spins Navarro, doing no damage to the man, but what do I get with my advantage? Nabarro had braced himself in such a way that he was expecting a much more powerful blow. So he actually still ends up a little off kilter as you spin him away. He's also moved well outside of the engaged range. So he's actually going to have to spend his next action running to you if he wishes to use his Cortosis staff again. Great. However, he also has a light blaster at his side. So he's going to quick draw that out as a maneuver and take a shot at you across the room. So I have just one defense this time since my lightsaber's not out. So in addition to his normal difficulty, he does have a setback die as a result of your triumph from the previous round. Two successes and one threat. So with those two successes, so that's going to be seven damage. Castian's unable to reflect it because his lightsaber isn't on yet. So Castian is going to have to just take that damage, so he soaks four of that. I sense you're surprised at my weapon of choice, a gift from my father during the Clone Wars. Cassian's gonna use his maneuver to force jump back to him. I got my force die, and I'm going to land and take a swing at him, hoping my lightsaber turns on when I hit the activation switch. It does. Castian comes down and activates his blade, and he slashes at the man for three advantages and two successes. And that's nine points of damage going to Nabarro. And what do you want to use those advantages for? I have something called Samjian, which allows me to spend a triumph or two advantages to disarm a weapon. Now, I'm guessing the weapon that's in front of him right now is his blaster. Yes. Okay. And so Castian wants to disarm him of his blaster. Nabarro puts his arm up defensively and your lightsaber connects with the gauntlet on his wrist. You expect that in a situation like that, a lightsaber would make short work of a hand. Your lightsaber meets resistance. Now you strike with enough force that the blaster absolutely drops from his hand and he's going to take that damage. But the gauntlets that he wears are cartosis gauntlets, and they are immune to pierce. So I know a lightsaber has a lot of pierce to it, and that does not negate his soak in this case. Right, but it doesn't short circuit my lightsaber? It does not in this case. 
As he drops the blaster, Castian says, Perhaps your father should have gifted you some empathy instead of a weapon. He swings at you again with his staff. I have two defense right now because my blade is activated. Two successes, two threats, and a triumph. As he swings hard at you, his Cortosis staff cuts through your lightsaber like butter. That triumph once again shorts it out. And with two successes, it does five damage. If it weren't for Jedi like you, perhaps my father would have lived a fuller life. I soak four of that, so he does one point of damage to me. Could his threat give him slightly off balance with that massive swing he just took? Sure. Castian leans back as if he's going to jump away, but with a flick of his wrist, one of his blades slides out into his free hand using quick draw, and Castian is going to try to shove it right into Nabarro. Go ahead. Castian got two successes, two threats, and one triumph. Six points of damage. Very nice. How would you like to use that triumph? I want to roll. And my blade actually gives me Pierce 1 and Vicious 1 as well. Then roll me a d100 and add 10 for that Vicious. 86. He is compromised and has a plus one difficulty until the end of the encounter. As Castian leans back, looking as if he's going to retreat, the blade comes out and Castian shoves it right into his shoulder and twists. And he leans against the man and just growls. And perhaps if the Jedi were still around, you wouldn't have spent your entire life serving the people who destroyed Alderaan. Keep that name off your filthy Jedi lips. And another swing with the Cortosa staff. He got three successes, three advantages, and a triumph. This is not going to be fun. So he would be doing six damage. Castian is going to uh, parry that. I'm going to uh, suffer three strain. Which brings me down to 10 strain, but I'm going to parry five of that and soak the rest. Okay. With that triumph, he is going to roll to give you a critical injury. The end of his staff gets you under the chin, knocking your head back. And I'm actually going to add the advantages to the critical injury roll, effectively giving him, I'm going to say vicious two. Okay. Bringing my roll of 36 up to 56 meaning that you now have an agonizing wound, plus one difficulty to brawn and agility checks until the end of the encounter, which I believe is... Pretty much everything. Yes. Uh, actually, not but my not lightsaber. But not your lightsaber. Not my lightsaber, oh. but... Castian stumbles back. His jaw feels like it's been shattered almost, but he's going to thumb on the activation switch of his lightsaber once more, hoping it comes to life. It does. And he's going to try to slash at the man. Okay. I got one despair, but three successes. Oh, right. So Castian is fighting with a blade in one hand and a lightsaber in another. And he slashes at this guy and the guy takes 10 points of slashing damage from a lightsaber. He once again brings his arm up in front of him. He is parrying you. That Cortosis is going to short out your lightsaber once again. And with his parry, he's taking three strain, reducing that damage by three. So now it is seven damage. He gets to soak that still, meaning he's only taking three damage from that. This Cortosis gauntlet is pretty handy. Nabarro is absolutely hurt through all of this, but he is a zealot motivated by rage. And he just starts taking another heavy, heavy swing at you with his staff. And I'm going to be upgrading his attack. With five successes and a triumph. Wow. Five successes does eight damage. And with that triumph, I'm going to give you another critical injury. So let's see what the critical injury is before I decide if I want to parry or not. Okay. How many critical injuries do you have currently? Two. Two. Because we add 10 for each critical injury that you have. I rolled a 61 plus 20, 81. Winded, cannot voluntarily suffer strain until the end of the encounter. Ooh, okay. That cuts off parry. So seeing that I can't parry any of that, I'm just gonna have to rely on soak, which brings uh, down to four damage, which brings me down to seven. So Castian takes a hit right into the sternum and he stumbles back, trying to catch his breath, but unable to do so. 
So he tries to activate his blade once more. You can hear something inside activate, but it's been shorted out one too many times. It's going to take a moment to come back. Nabarro laughs. It is a humorless, tired laugh when he sees you try to activate your lightsaber and nothing happens. Not so cocky without that ancient weapon, are you? Castian is going to just lunge at him with the blade that is in his other hand, trying to just swipe at him to keep him away. This is a furious, knockdown, drag-out, desperate fight. Millions, maybe billions of lives hang in the balance of how this fight turns out. And since I'm not using my lightsaber, I need to actually up difficulty because I'm using my blade, which is a brawn attack. Castian got one success, just one success. So he slashes at Nabarro and he does five points of damage. And while that wouldn't do a lot of damage to Nabarro, he's still going to parry that knife swing so he doesn't take any damage, just three strain. And another swing at your head with this staff. He rolled three successes and three advantages. Three successes means six damage to you. And I'm going to use those three advantages to disarm you of that blade. So with six damage being done to me, I soak four of that and I am taking two damage. So I'm down to five. He wallops Castian hard and knocks his blade to the floor. Honestly, he kind of drops Castian to the floor. So Castian crumbles down onto the ground and doesn't see where his blade lands. And again, he checks to see if his lightsaber turns on. Not yet. I'm going to spend a destiny point. I'm going to see that light blaster that I knocked out of his hand at the beginning of this fight. It's there. For my maneuver, Castian's going to reach for that blaster and he's going to turn and he's going to take a shot right at Damaro. Okay. And I'm going to use a destiny point to turn one of my greens into a yellow. And I got two threats and a triumph. Oh, there we go. Would it still hit him though? I would say upgrade the difficulty of his next check or you force him to drop his staff. So Castian's going to take a shot at him and he just fires wildly because his vision is already blurry. He's down to six strain at this point and he fires blindly. But luckily for him, while he doesn't hit anything that will hurt Nabarro, he does hit his hand. I'm hoping to use my triumph to have him drop his staff. Yes, with your triumph, you force him to drop the staff. However, you had two threats? Yes. We're going to use those two threats to immediately allow him to perform one free maneuver, which is going to be to move to get behind you, wrapping his arm around your neck, trapping your neck in the crook of his elbow. And he is now going to attempt to choke you. And his Cortosis gauntlets actually give him plus one to brawl rolls. He gets one success, one threat. So he's doing four strain. Castian is soaking that, but he cannot breathe at this point. He's trying to get Dabaro off of him with his own brawl. You're going to have plus one setback die because you are effectively prone. And there's a plus one setback when making melee attacks prone. Castian straight up just failed. No successes, no advantages, nothing. Castian fails. Nabarro's still got you in that death grip as Nabarro is choking you. He leans in and whispers in your ear, say hello to Cerise for me. With two successes, five damage. So I soak most of that, but I take one strain, bringing my strain down to four. Castian feels his hot breath on his ear as Castian is trying to fight to get some leverage. So what Castian's going to do then, since his head is over Castian's shoulder? Yes. Castian is still holding his deactivated lightsaber. And he's going to hold his lightsaber out, raise it up, and then he's going to let go. And then he's going to use the force to slam his deactivated hilt into Nabarro's eye. I like it. Creative. So Castian is going to use his discipline roll. He's going to use his last destiny point. And since this isn't something that Nabarro could resist, this is just average difficulty. I got five successes. Wow. Three threats and a triumph. There we go. So Castian is slamming the hilt of his lightsaber with as much force as he can channel, which is two light side force, and just throwing everything he has to get his hilt through a very soft part of the human skull. 
So how did we decide that we do damage on a object like an improvised weapon? When it's thrown, I use my willpower instead of brawn. So five willpower plus five is 10 points of damage. <laughs> With a sickening crunch and squelch, Nabara's grip on you releases. Castian stumbles away from him, gasping for breath. And he turns towards the man to see if he's still alive or if he's very much dead. He is alive, but he is incapacitated. Castian's going to pick up his lightsaber. He's stumbling towards the nearby console, trying to get to it as he pulls out that data stick. As he does this, he's going to activate Second Wind, which is going to increase my strain from three right now to five. All right. And Castian is going to put in the data stick and hope that it is exactly what he needs. With a very pleasant trilling sound, the computer console acknowledges that you have entered the data stick and is waiting for further commands. He's going to see how long they have until they exit hyperspace. Three minutes. Okay, that's not good. He's going to enter the self-destruct sequence for three minutes and 20 seconds. And more importantly, he's going to lock that in, making it so that someone will need a password of his choosing in order to turn it off. All right, let's make this a computer's roll, which I'd like to note is going to make this an action. So suffer a strain. I'm going to make this average difficulty. I am going to upgrade it once and give you one setback die because you're operating fast. While Nabarro is incapacitated, you can't really be sure for how long or whether anybody might be coming to check on him. I got one success and one threat. All right. With one success, it is locked. Great. I'm going to save that threat. Then I'm also going to see the path to the closest escape pod. You're able to find that easily. It's on this level. He's then going to activate the intercom and say... To anyone who's still out there, the self-destruct sequence has been activated and locked in. You have 20 seconds after leaving hyperspace to get on a ship and get out of here as quickly as you can before this entire thing is reduced to pebbles. We exit in three minutes. Good luck. Self-destruct sequence initiated. And with that, Castian pulls out his communicator and... Starts stumbling towards the exit. Laris! Yes, sir? I'm not going to make it on time. You need to leave as soon as we exit hyperspace. I'm injured. I, I cannot make the, the, the run towards the turbo lift. However, I'm going to find a, 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 an escape pod somewhere on this level. I'm sure they have one. Sir, I am able to discern that many of the escape pods are being filled currently. How can I be sure of which escape pod you will be entering and... Frankly, if you are to survive it. I don't know, Laris. I'll try to be creative. And with that, he is turning off his communicator and taking a step towards the door before turning and looking back towards Nabarro. Nabarro is still laying on the floor, his breathing shallow. Castian grimaces, angry at himself. And then he's going to run back to Nabarro and lift him up and push him over his shoulders. Oh, take another strain. And with Nabara over his shoulder, Castian is going to start running as fast as he can, as fast as his wounds would allow him to, to the closest escape pod. Okay, let's make this an athletics check. What's the difficulty? Uh, average. I got one success, two advantages, and I got a light side point. So I'm going to give myself two successes and two advantages as I'm running as fast as I can to this thing, bringing myself down to two strain. The hallways are filled with panicking people. Some of the displays are showing the countdown of the self-destruct sequence. So they know that you are not exaggerating. They know that this asteroid is going to self-destruct very shortly after leaving hyperspace. And so they are all making their preparations and going to the escape pods. Castian's going to keep on moving, just following the path that he outlined in his head towards where these escape pods are. It's going to take another strain to get there. I have one strain left as I turn around the corner. You see two rows, one on each side, of escape pod hatches. Most of them are already sealed. 
Castiel is trying to find one that isn't sealed. And honestly, I'm going to use my last destiny point to say one that hasn't been sealed and is empty. Okay. He's going to stumble in and drop Nabarro on the floor. When you go to close the door, you realize why this escape pod was empty. The panel is open. Somebody was in the middle of doing repairs. It would require a mechanics check to try to close it. Castian is going to use a mechanics check. Difficulty? Normally, this would be an average difficulty check, but you feel the shuddering of the asteroid as it drops out of hyperspace. You don't have time. Suffer one setback die and upgrade your difficulty by one. I got one success. Very nice. But that brings me immediately down to zero strain. So with one success, you are able to repair the closing mechanism. But let's make it interesting. Let's see if you can actually activate the launch of the escape pod. Give me a willpower check. Hard. No! I failed. Oh no. I got a threat. Oh no. But I got one triumph. Okay. So as Castian is reaching for the lever, because at this point, all he has to do is pull a damn lever down in order to launch them away from this ticking time bomb. He just feels his entire body not want to work. And he falls to a knee and he's just trying to throw everything he can behind lifting his hand up to grab hold of the switch. But then the world around him just turns a lovely shade of black. And he just kind of slumps against the wall, his hand still just inches away from the damn switch. And you hear the final countdown of the self-destruct sequence. Ten. Nine. Eight. Get up. When I said no attachments, I did not mean give up everything. It is not your time. Kid, don't make it all in vain. Move it. You feel an otherworldly force begin to move your hand. Seven. Six. Five. Castian curls it around the handle as, I'm assuming, the force brings his hand into the proper position. Three. Two. Castian grips his hand and just lets his entire body slump down, bringing the switch down with him. There is a hiss and a thunk as the escape pod releases. One, self-destruct activated. There is a bright light followed by deep, deep darkness. You don't know how long you're unconscious, but you become aware of the bright light once again. <sighs> Castian snaps his eyes open and sits up. You are in a medical bay. Oh, he slowly lowers himself back down that burst of energy being very temporary. And he just lets his head touch on the pillow and he keeps his eyes closed as... The world spins around him. Sir, it's very important that you relax. I will call the doctor. Mm, no, Lars, Lars, he says as he reaches out and tries to grab onto her hand as she starts moving away. You're able to grab her. Castian takes a few deep breaths before opening his eyes. And his eyes take time to adjust the light, but eventually he sees her face. Hi. I take it I'm not dead. You are not. You are on a medical frigate. Hosted by the Rebellion. Oh, wow. And how did you pull that one off? I retained in my records the contact information for Anami Gartand. From my homeworld. Indeed. It seemed that she might be a useful contact at some point. My foresight proved to be correct. Did I save the planet? Were the shields able to take on the debris? Indeed. They didn't die. 
No. <laughs> Castian drops his head back and just feels a huge, just adrenaline shot of relief flowing through his body. And he laughs, which is something Castian hasn't done in a long time. And even if so, he's usually more restrained than this. <laughs> I believe it would be prudent now for me to call the doctor. Okay. Yes, call the doctor, Laris. Call the doctor. Nabarro, what happened to him? He was treated for his wounds and is currently being held in the brig. Good. And he lets Laris leave his sight, and as he hears the door open for her to leave, he has one last question. How did you know where to find me? It was strange. It was... A feeling. <laughs> there was no logic behind it. There was simply a... She pauses. A force. Guiding me. Thank you, Laris. Thank you. And Laris steps outside to retrieve the doctor. Castian closes his eyes for what he tells himself is just a minute. But then he falls unconscious again. And even though he can hear, like, subconsciously some medical jargon as the doctor comes in to examine him and maybe Laris talking to him, it's all just nothing but fragments. He's sleeping through his doctor's visit. And for a first time in a long time, he doesn't dream of anything that, that makes him want to wake up screaming. When you do wake up, Laris is once again by your side. As is Bone. Bone! <laughs> How you doing, buddy? Oh, you look almost good enough to rip the ears off a gun dock. As well as Dr. Anami Gartand. Doctor, I see you left our home planet and has, I'm assuming, joined the rebellion officially? It was a place that I could do the most good. Well, um, the galaxy needs more of that. People being in the right places to do the most good. How am I doing? Am I going to survive? Amazingly, yes, you are. <laughs> Unfortunately, more like it. How long until I can get all out of this bed? It would be my recommendation that you stay here for several more days. Not only for medical reasons, but there is somebody on this ship that wishes to speak with you. And who is this someone? With perfect timing, the door opens. And a woman in a long white robe steps in. And she looks familiar. From a coronation ceremony a long time ago on Alderaan. You would think for just a moment that it might be Leia. But as she steps closer, your vision clears. And you notice that she's taller. A little bit older. She has close-cropped hair. She is the Chandrillan ambassador, Mon Mothma. Mon Mothma. I would bow, but I'm afraid my spine has a different opinion on courtesy these days. There's no need to stand on ceremony. Or, she cracks a small smile, to stand at all. Castian looks towards Laris before saying, Have you informed them of this entire situation? Your pilot friend has indeed briefed us in full, of what the plan was on the rogue asteroid. Of course, I hope that in the coming days you may be able to give us more information about what happened with Captain Nabarro. Cassian looks towards Laris, then looks towards the doctor, and then he says, Mon Mothma, I'd like to speak with you alone, if that's all right. Mon Mothma nods to the doctor and looks to Laris, almost as if seeking permission. Laris looks back to you. Are you certain, sir? Just, um, meet me on the ship. Bring Bone with you. Um, I'm not going to stay for the next couple of days. I, I need to get out of here. Just get the ship ready. I do not know if that is wise, sir. When have I ever been wise, Laris? That is true. And she leaves with Bone in tow. Castian stands up from his seat, and he's just looking around for his outfit. I'm sure right now he's just in medical garbs. And your clothes and all of your gear is nearby. Cassian begins just dressing. And he tosses a glance towards Mon Mothma. 
What is it you wished to speak with me about? I'm giving you a chance to debrief me right now. I'm not staying. I doubt your rebellion would want me to stick around, given what I just took from them. And what is it that you did take from us? Castian pauses, looks at himself in like a nearby mirror, and just winces as he notices he's still pretty bruised. I don't know what Lara's told you, but if that asteroid had struck, I would have taken out several high-value targets for the Rebellion. Indeed. And I just couldn't let that happen. I wanted to, don't get me wrong. Strategically, it made sense. But we do not win this war by stooping to the lows of our enemies. You are correct that there are many in the Rebellion that will not be happy to learn of all that was avoided on this day. But I hope you will take some solace in knowing that I am not the only one that saw the heart of Alderaan at work in your mission of mercy. What do you plan to do with Captain Nabarro? He will be held, humanely, treated for his wounds. We are not at this moment set up to try him properly, but he will be kept as a prisoner of war. He could prove valuable in other ways. That man has fallen to a great darkness. But just because a man is lost, doesn't mean he can't be found. In a blink of an eye, he lost everyone he ever knew growing up. Possibly a lover, a father, a family. I guess I can't blame him for falling to his emotions, but instead of viewing him as a prisoner of war, view him as just another victim of Alderaan's destruction. The Empire would have just killed him, would have thrown him in prison, would have tortured him. But as you said, you're not going to win this war by stooping to the Empire's level. That is a broken man, but put him back together, and you have, who knows, Maybe one day he will be the key to saving a planet. Your recommendations will be taken under advisement. Is there anywhere that we could take you? A system that we could drop you off in? No, but I do have a, a request. Please, speak it. And with that, I would like to just move on to the next scene where Castian is meeting Laris on the docking bay. All right. Castian is walking out of the elevator and he's approaching the Howling Gundark. And he pauses as he looks over the old ship and he can't help but feel a little hint of admiration towards this little scrap bucket. And then he looks towards the ramp and spots Laris and Bone. Bone makes several beeps of concern seeing you up and about. He waves them off, ignoring them. I'm fine. I'm fine. The doctor gave me a clean bill of health. I find that unlikely. Well, yes, of course, I'm lying to him to make him feel better, but now you just ruined that, Laris. He then smiles and lowers his head. And um, she says, you and I are free to go. And Cassian stares at her, and he's not making any moves towards the ramp. But you will not be making your departure upon this ship. He smiles and nods his head. Always perceptive, were you? I have endeavored to be. It has been... Difficult at many times, as you are extremely difficult to predict. <laughs> That's the nicest way to say that I am too chaotic for my own good, but I'll take it. Laris, I'm going to be honest with you. You are the greatest light in my life. And as much as I want to keep you close to me at all times, I realize that no matter what we do, the person who ruins your opportunity to be a legitimate business person is me. Empire's looking for me. I join up with the Rebellion, the Regency. I, I'm too chaotic for my own good. For your own good. So, I just want to give you an opportunity to follow your dreams because you have made my dreams a reality. And Cassian takes a step forward and takes her hand. You are my best friend. And a bridge 
that I use to stay above the darkness. And nothing would make me happier than to know that you become that legitimate businesswoman that I know you will become. I have asked for them to let me have a ship. And, um, they have agreed. Where will you go? The Unknown Region seems nice right now. I will be using Bone, of course, to help me navigate through it. Of course, I'm not going to leave you. You're my best friend, too. I can't get rid of both my best friends. I'm not mad. But, uh, I wanted you to know that I am grateful for everything you've done, Laris. And, and that this is not goodbye forever. This is just a small detour until we continue our story. You can see tears welling up in Laris's eyes. I do not have the words to process what I am feeling. It is too large of a feeling to put into words. So perhaps I can show it with actions. And she takes a step forward and she puts her arms around you in the most awkward, but also the most tender hug that you have ever received. Castian just lets her hug him as long as she needs. And when she finally disembarks, he takes her hand and they start walking up the ramp to her ship together. I need to get my, um, my things. Of course. And I also wanted to say that, um, he stops at the top of the ramp and he takes both of her hands. I am so sorry about Skidder. And I, I actually feel like a fool for never telling him how useful he was and how, how important he was to our family. How important he was to me. And that he was truly a friend. Foster. I always knew that is how you felt, but to hear it expressed is greatly appreciated. Castian freezes and just slowly looks around. You don't see him. What the hell was that? While I was making my escape back to the ship, I was able to pass by the corridor in which we last had our encounter with Skitter. I was able to retrieve his head once more and upload his synaptic core into the ship's computer. Are you telling me that Skitter is... Is Skitter the ship? Indeed I am, sir. I was lying, I want you to know, to make Laris feel better for your loss. I cannot believe she would take the time and Castian is cursing as he's moving to his room to pick up his items. According to the biometric scans I now have access to, sir, you were indeed very sincere and it is in fact now when you are lying. I am a very good actor, Skitter. Incorrect. And with that, I say the scene fades and it picks up with Lara's ship is taking off out of the frigate, and it's followed shortly by a, a smaller ship, something that probably has a single cabin in it, and it's Castian at the controls with Bone next to him. I don't know where we're going, Bone, but I suppose that's the fun part of it. There's a vast tapestry of stories out there just waiting for me to find a thread to pull... I know you're not supposed to pull a thread in a tapestry bone. That's not the point. I was trying to be put. Castian shakes his head and looks at the Howling Gundark one last time and then smiles as it goes into hyperspace. Yes, I know, Bone. He looks straight ahead into the deep darkness of space and he says, let's find our next adventure. Thank you so much for listening to this season of The Solo Shot. This season was made under truly incredible circumstances, and we thank you for continued support through our uneven episode schedule. 
We're not sure when or if Solo Shot will come back for a fifth season. We've loved taking this journey in a galaxy far, far away with all of you, but also feel that Castian's story is in a good place to at least take a pause. Thank you again for listening. And as always, may the Force be with you.